0: die. What is going on? Three walls and the BLP listeners. Mike and I are back. We're going to give you our 51 through 75 best of. We're going to uh, kind of relive the first four episodes of The Last Dance, which have been awesome, by the way. Love having some relevant sports stuff to talk about. And we're still kind of riding the high after the draft. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Mike and I are going to get into it. Let's go.
1: Matt, what's going on?
0: Oh, you know, just not sure what day it is. Every day looks the same weather is pretty much the same, and um, there's
1: UFC fights coming up. Time is a flat circle and also a social construct that is optional. But, yes, there are UFC fights coming up. UFC 249, May 9th. We got live sports. We're going to see grown men punch each other in the face. It's going to be great. We also have two more UFC fights in a span of six days after that. So, buckle up. May 9th, May 13th, May 16th. Let's go, but as is tradition on the podcast when there are ufc fights we play the ufc nickname pick your combatant game and matt wow we need a new title (laughs) we need a new title we're gonna workshop that yeah please (laughs) that's in beta Um, that's in beta
0: this is excellent though because the amount that i actually know and follow about fighting is pretty much summed up in nicknames so I will give you. I think think's gonna win. I'll go O oh, and whatever again. And uh,
1: you are yeah, you are and three. You are oh and three to start. So is Starkey though. So I can't get worse. You, can, you can't. You nope. can't go negative. I can
0: only go up from here. That's that,
1: but, that's awesome. All right, I got. Love that. I got four fights for you. Four fights for you. Go on. We're gonna start on start off with the Lil Heathen versus the Boston Finisher.
0: Hmm. Well, not from Boston. Little Heathen sounds like a rapper. <sighs> give me the Boston Finisher.
1: Little well, Heathen sounds like a Christian rock rapper with face tattoos. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna go. I don't know. Maybe there's so many Lols out there. I can't. All right, Boston Finisher is your first pick. Next one, yes. the Predator versus Biggie Boy.
0: Ah, give me the Predator. Give me the Predator. Honor of Chase Young getting drafted second, all kinds of stuff. All right, third fight.
1: We've got The Messenger versus The Dominator.
0: Quite possibly the worst two combinations of nicknames. I didn't pick them. The Messenger. I think it's called The Messenger.
1: It's The Messenger versus The Dominator. Give me The
0: Messenger because a name like that, you better be tough.
1: And finally, we have El Kukui versus The Highlight. Probably the best matchup of nicknames of the four that I've given you. I don't know what El Kikui means either, so don't ask me. The best the best
0: possibility of all these could be El Kikui versus Lil' Heathen, I think. Um, let's go El Kikui.
1: El Kikui. I, all right. Is
0: that the correct pronunciation of that?
1: I think so. Actually, I know it is, but yeah, El Kikui. All right, so to sum up, we've got El Kikui, the messenger, the predator, and the Boston finisher. Those are Matt's picks. Lock them in. We will revisit just put, this. Just pencil me in for four and three. Confident.
0: Or 0-7, either way. I'm going 100% one way.
1: Yeah, I don't see him going 50% or 1-3 for mm-hmm. three or whatever. Um, uh, no other combinations are possible. We'll do we'll do a, a show after the fights because we'll have things to talk about. It's going to be great. Um, and we'll talk about Matt's scores because it's going to be interesting. And yeah. I can't wait to watch men punch each other in the face. Where are these fights taking place at? Jacksonville, Florida. So these ones, there's three fights, three events in six days in jacksonville florida and then once they start getting international fighters it's going to take place on fight island and the octagon is literally going to be on the beach
0: if i think if there was one place that could like perfectly exemplify the ufc it's jacksonville florida
1: yeah makes sense (laughs) there's nothing there there's a great thing on fridays from what i hear but that's about it nothing nothing more for me to say there Oh. live sports coming at you but the other thing that's captivated everybody like live sports that's been going on that the past two weeks is the last dance documentary
0: mm-hmm. who's your favorite who's your favorite person well who do you like to split i don't think i like mj being displayed a lot in, like obviously like he's a star so you already know him i the dennis rodman part of this is captivating
1: yeah let's jump right into rodman because we could talk about him for hours yes we could do a whole episode on Dennis Rodman.
0: I need a vacation.
1: <laughs> Talk about okay. – Putting up with your bullshit, Mike. So you are in the middle of – not maybe like a quarter of the way through the season after just winning back-to-back championships on top of three championships prior. one of Your second star player comes back to join your big three before the big three. <laughs> <And> <laughs> leave that in. <laughs> what <do you> <laughs> no. no, I'm not.
0: I don't know all what right. just happened.
1: All right, so your second star player comes back to you join your big three, and you call the head coach, who's arguably the greatest coach in the history of the game, and the greatest basketball player of all time into the offices and just say, hey, I need a couple days. In the middle of the season. What's wrong like, with that? Nothing. But talk about an all-time power move to just be like, hey, I need some time to go to Vegas to hang out with my girl, Carmen Electra, who – By the way, still got it, (laughs) still got it,
0: still got it, he Um, created load management, he did but, or wait, technically did Carmen Alexa invent load management, okay, (laughs) I don't, I'll cut that,
1: (laughs) no, leave it, leave it,
0: this whole episode is just, what is going on? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so he says, I need two days in Vegas. Michael says two. to Phil, he's like, 48 he's like, hours. He's like, Fine. You let him go to Vegas. He's not coming back in two days.
0: <laughs> not a chance.
1: Spoiler alert. Didn't <laughs> come back in two days. In case- three, ex- three extra days go by, and Rodman's still in Vegas. Oh. Then Michael Jordan leaves Chicago in the middle of the season, flies to Vegas. Goes to his hotel room and is like, hey, motherfucker, let's go. Grabs him by the lip ring, drags him out <laughs> of only, the hotel. I'm only speculating. <laughs> Dra- dr- drags him out of the room, gets him on a plane, goes to Chicago, practices. Nothing ever happened. What would you
0: rather see? Would you rather see Dennis Rodman's hotel room when MJ picks him up or the Mud Dogs win the Bourbon Bowl?
1: I'd rather see the Mud Dogs win the Bourbon Bowl. I'm taking that hotel room. Good Lord. Could you imagine what was in there? No, because I think even if you try and imagine what was in there, you're not even close. I know Carmen
0: Electra was not laying in that
1: bed. She was hiding under a sheet. So there was somebody else in the bed? (laughs) Yeah, Rodman. And the thing about him is he does all this, and he's still one of the top 20 players in NBA history.
0: No, he came back and, like, practiced and played in a game. Probably just hung over – probably still intoxicated. Coming off some bender, just riding it out. Like, didn't even miss a beat.
1: Yeah. That might be the and most impressive part of this entire thing. It's unreal. I mean, I mean, on top of that, the <laughs> him describing how he knew where a ball was going off of every single player in the NBA shot for a rebound was astonishing. Like, he – Went through, and he was like, oh, Larry Bird shooting is going here. Michael shooting is going there. Did, did that for, five, like, I don't know how many, but like a couple minutes, and just kept on explaining different player shots and how the ball is going to rotate so he knows how to get the board. That's wild. Like, unbelievable. That's wild to me. Like, okay, listen to some of his career stat, his season stats for rebounding. In 1991-92, he averaged 18.7 rebounds a game. In 92-93, 18.3. 93, 94, 17.3, 94, 95, 16.8. Oh he only averaged single digit rebounds in four seasons. Four seasons. in out of his 14 years in the NBA, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it said like he had zero points and 20 rebounds in like nine career games, and the entire NBA has five.
0: Yeah, that might what? be the craziest stat. That is inc- that's incredible. Like all these finals um triple doubles or averaging a triple double. I think that's that. Going an entire basketball game never be in a position to score but still get what? 25 boards, 22 boards is remarkable.
1: Yeah, I want to get the num- the stat correct. So I'm looking it up. But like that's the most remarkable stat I've ever seen. Okay. He had seven games with 20-plus rebounds without scoring a point. (laughs) And the entire NBA outside of him has four. Wow. Two of them were done by Marcus Camby. So really, three three players have done it.
0: Can we have a a segment where you do math?
1: No. (laughs) No, we all know math is not my strong suit. Everybody who knows me knows that. Uh, but I want to see a last dance documentary just on Rodman and his career after that. Just give me 10 parts about Rodman.
0: I can do that. I think sports needs to
1: make that. They, they have
0: to have enough footage. Just give me the behind. Like, what got cut? What got cut from the documentary? Give me six episodes of that. I'll take it right now.
1: <sighs> me too. Um... But what else What else has been grabbing you about the documentary?
0: Jerry Krause is like made out to be just the, the most evil human being. I don't even think it's his fault. Didn't um, Charles Barkley just go on ESPN or something this week? and like? I mean, Jerry Krause had to say that these guys aren't coming back, but the
1: ownership didn't pay him. So he was just a fall guy.
0: The organization decided yeah. not to pay these people.
1: Yeah, but Krause and Ryan Zerf – Dorf, however you say his name. Reinsdorf. They were like best friends. So it was whatever Kraus was saying was what Dorf was going to do. And he's one of those owners that isn't just owning the Bulls. He's owning the White Sox, and he's got other business ventures. So he's not solely focused on one thing. So he's paying oh. Kraus to be his eyes and ears for everything.
0: I get that. But, okay, so you just won six titles in what, eight years? Like an eight-year yep. stretch?
1: Yep, two three-feats.
0: Dude, even if you are the worst team in the NBA after three more seasons after that, you've got to keep those people together. How
1: do you how do you cut ties with all of those people? Yeah, but you also got to think like the salary cap wasn't the same as it was today back then. I mean, Michael's making 33 mil that year. Scotty's coming up on a new contract. You're going to have to pay Phil this day. You're going to have to pay Rodman this day. All the role players. Well, Phil doesn't go to I'm the cap. I'm just playing devil's advocate.
0: No, oh, no, just, I understand. Devil's
1: advocate.
0: I mean that's what happened, so it's not even Devil's Advocate. I'm the one playing Devil's Advocate, calling him a fucking idiot.
1: I mean, granted, he built the team. So he gets he deserves all the credit for putting them on the floor. I mean he drafted uh he didn't draft Michael. He also didn't draft he he might have drafted Pippen. You're struggling here um, with your up point. <laughs> no, because what's his name? Rod Thorne drafted Michael. Yeah. But so Krause drafted Pippen, traded for no, Rodman. Pippen, Pippen... – didn't get dra- Wait. Pippen didn't get He's drafted by complete. the Bulls. They traded for, he got drafted by the Sonics, and then the Bulls yeah. traded for him. So yeah. he traded for So He I mean, put the pieces there, yeah. Yeah. But, so he gets all the credit for putting them together, and he hired Phil as an assistant coach yeah. and then saw that he was going to be somebody else, so he put him as the head coach.
0: That's a major Sto- Stones move right there to fire, um, who is it, Rock- or Collins, what's his first name? Doug Collins. Doug Collins? You, you're you like, hey, like this
1: guy's better than you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, it's if impressive you also move. team. They hadn't won a playoff series as of yet. No. And they fired Collins. Uh, no, they beat the Cavs, and then they lost to the Pistons. I forget who they lost to, but they only won like one playoff series with Collins. Yeah. Man, how much more fun was basketball in the 90s? Could, like, 80s, 90s. I know. You're like, getting soft. I mean, you had the Celtics, who are still great. Mm-hmm. That highlight tape of Jordan dropping 63 on the Celtics is my favorite highlight to watch <laughs> of all time. That yeah. stat line was crazy. 63 points, five rebounds, four assists. And they lost. Yeah. <laughs> they lost the game.
0: Hot streak. Um, but,
1: yeah, I mean, so you still have the
0: Celtics. You have the Lakers. um, the Sixers used to – Milwaukee's good. The Cavs were awesome at that point. Like, you're coming here into do a gauntlet of a league
1: still. And you've got the Bad Boys Pistons, who nobody wanted to play. Bro. Those, those guys. Those guys had no business being on a basketball
0: court, yet they dominated it. There's, some of this stuff – some of the stuff, if they did it right now, they'd be suspended for an entire year.
1: They'd be thrown out of the they'd league. They'd be thrown out of the league. Can you yeah. imagine that kind of defense being played on LeBron James?
0: I want to. I just want to see it. Like, that
1: basketball is so much more fun.
0: Take me it is. back.
1: Those Bad Boys Pistons teams don't get enough credit for in, like, NBA history, but they were dogs. Yes. No, they dogs.
0: actually were dogs. Not even, like, dogs. Like, they were awesome. They were just – no, they were dogs. They were just fighting. They, they had more fight than you.
1: They were going <laughs> to win a game – 82 to 76. They were going to win a game 85 to 81. They weren't trying to score 100 points. They were yeah. going to take you out of your game, dominate you, and sh- get in your face about it.
0: Yeah. And it was great. And,
1: oh, man. I just love watching those Bulls Pistons highlights from 90, 91 and 92 because that was basketball in its purest form, I think. It was great. I miss it. I miss it. What else? What do What do you think about the whole thing about Scotty being super underpaid? I mean, he signed yeah, that contract. He, he signed a seven year deal.
0: I mean, that's that's it's the same point that you just brought up about Kraus, where everyone's you know everyone's trying to make him the fall guy. Like he playing. This is made in the perspective of Michael Jordan, so of course he's going to be upset. Like somebody's got to take his. You know, take the direction of all of his anger at when this is all over. But, yeah, you know, you signed up for this. Those were their contracts. Pippen signed that contract. I don't think Scottie Pippen knew what he was going to become.
1: No, but I also appreciate the fact that he was just trying to get paid and take care of everything. Like, yeah. if seven-year contracts aren't a thing in the NBA anymore. In any sport, really, besides baseball. But that, I mean, even if you yeah. sign a seven-year deal, you're not staying the entire seven years. Um but the crazy thing to me is that like ownership, front office, coaches, players all told Scotty, don't sign this deal. No. Which is like that never happens. You want to sign a guy for a four million dollar deal over seven years and be like, Thank you. But Um also, a little fun fact that I heard today, um, Pippin made more in his NBA playing career. Than Jordan did. Yes. Just because he played for so much longer. Yep. Um, obviously sponsorships have something to do with Jordan making more money. But He's not I'd hurting. Some... He's not hurting financially. It's just you and oh, no. you
0: have great players on that team. You got to sign them. Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, how we're switching. We're like, we're hoping the NBA of today can go back and play by those rules, like that style. Imagine taking that team right now. Like, how do you pay? How you pay them? Because those contracts, are okay. all going
1: to be, you can't. That team wouldn't exist. There's no salary that there's no team that <laughs> no. could pay all of those players. I no mean, chance. Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc, Horace Grant, whoever, like whoever else were the role players on that team. Ron Harper. Yeah, those guys are going somewhere else and making max deals and being the best player on those teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's absolute craziness. Right. Um. I I hope hope. They have the practice footage of when Michael punched Steve Kerr in the face. Because that's one of those stories that you hear about and you're like, that's crazy that it happened, but I can't believe until I see it. I need to see Michael Jordan just.
0: I do too.
1: I do too. That'd be
0: great. You know what's odd? We have six more episodes of this. And you can go on ESPN.com and watch all four episodes over again.
1: Yeah. It's It's crazy. crazy. It's great. It's crazy. Now, it. what are your what are your thoughts on like the setup of it, where like they talk about the last season and then they kind of drift back in time? Because I know that's how it, where some people are like getting frustrated with it.
0: So the very first episode it threw me, like yeah. when you start it. But then I mean they set the tone for it. They do it throughout, so I don't mind. Like they're putting the whole story together. The documentary is only like the footage is only from that last season. So you right. have to bounce back and forth. You start talking to him about Scottie Pippen, like where did he come from? You got to give him his backstory. It's, I actually have no problem with it once I realized what they were doing. It took me a little while. I'm like, where are we in the where are we in the timeline? And then once you get it, I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah. So when it came out that it was going to be about their last season, I was like, that's awesome. But how are they going to fill ten hours of just like the one season? Like, yeah. I also want to know about the building of the t- like the. The dynasty, and I didn't know that's so like how it was going to be. I thought they were going to throw some highlights in, like, oh, like this happened then, and then focus back to that. But the fact that they're going into so much detail about the past and what transpired to get all of these players to them is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like seeing the Rodman piece from when he was on the Pistons and then when he got traded to the Spurs and then how he became part of the Bulls was awesome because I never that thought it was ever sweet. Do that.
0: I really, yeah, that part was really cool. Like, even, like, I don't know too, I didn't know too much about Scottie
1: Pippen's backstory leading into that, so that was cool to see, you know, and Phil yeah. Jackson's even. Yeah, so. I mean, Scottie Pippen started as an equipment manager. Yeah. And then is one of the top ten players of all time. Yeah. Apparently, like, uh, just a
0: someone who Bill Clinton can talk about which threw me. Some of the people that they had come in are like, oh, yeah, like, uh, Scottie Pippen's like, you have no idea who this guy was.
1: How about the fact that they had two former presidents on but didn't mention them as former presidents? So it was like Obama, Chicago resident. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Clinton, former senator of Arkansas. I'm like, oh, that's all they did. <laughs> what? I wish they just said like Obama watched the Bulls once. Like that would have been yeah. amazing. <laughs>
0: that would have been really funny. You know, I didn't realize that ESPN partnered with Netflix for this. Yeah. So yeah, that so means I'm... it's just going to get put on Netflix.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, also just, just hearing all these reporters and players just cuss and drop hard F-bombs on ESPN. It's cool. Awesome. It's really cool. I didn't realize. So
0: I re- I went back and rewatched the first one, but I accidentally clicked on the censored one.
1: Oh, no. I was no. like,
0: wait, what's going on? Because they have both options. like They'll have yeah. a censored one. I think like, on ESPN2 during... On Sundays, yeah, they, they, they show the censored
1: one. ones on ESPN too. But the first time Mike dropped that first fuck, I was like, oh. I was like, "Hey, oh, here we go! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here?" I was like, "Let's it's go, never... baby!" So but, it's yeah, been, it's it's
0: been such a fun thing to talk about. It's it's yeah. just something relevant,
1: and nobody's had really anything negative to say about it. So, like everybody's, it's like we're watching a sporting event where everybody's cheering for the same team, like worldwide, which never happens. So I think that's another cool thing. And kudos to ESPN for dropping it early because God knows we need it. <laughs>
0: we need it. We need it badly.
1: Um, so yeah. So we're four episodes. It, in. Oh, let's, get let's get into it.
0: Let's get into it. Let's roll. Let's uh we got some uh we got some middle of the road numbers here where I think we just kinda this... need to like name names and move.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is the offensive lineman portion of it, the is. Best, it is best athletes to wear each jersey number the, uh, so got the o-line and the hockey players <laughs> yep so we got 51 through 75 today uh, there's gonna be a lot of names that you probably have never heard of and a lot of names that we found out about this week yeah. yep um, so matt you got at 51
0: so i'm gonna go opposite you i know who you picked i'm gonna go with each row for 51
1: i mean there's only two options at 51
0: yeah
1: it was Ichiro. I think yours is Dick. the correct
0: one, but I'm, yeah, I'm just going against the grain here.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one, but I chose Dick Butkus. I mean, one of the greatest linebackers of all time has a trophy named after him. Part of those Bears defenses, it's. I went Singletary for fifty, so I feel like I have to go Butkus for fifty-one. But Ichiro is a legend. Um, has probably ten thousand hits in his career, spanning Japan and. America and he's still he's out a there. Billion doing
0: hits. It. He changed. he has a very unique style of baseball. Like if you didn't know who that was like say you could only say you could see with seventy percent of your eyes like you couldn't see his number or anything, like you noticed, you
1: just notice he plays the game differently. He hits the yeah, ball differently. I mean you just see his little pre stance <laughs> and you're like, Yep, that's yeah. true." Yeah. He does like the little the jersey tuck and extends the arm and does a little slap hit. <laughs> Still out there doing it. He's a coach or like a sponsor for the Mariners, but he still shows up to spring training every year. They got a jersey and pants in his locker, and he he goes out and competes. But Dick Butkus, each row, can't go wrong with either of them. Whatever it takes.
0: I think 52, yeah. you're, where you're unanimous at.
1: Yeah, it's Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, absolutely. Um, One of the greatest linebackers of all time, all-time murder team, Um, Allegedly. um just a terrifying human being and yeah but all right 53 who you got uh don drysdale okay he was a pitcher, right? pitcher with
0: the dodgers um uh, first in brooklyn then la
1: yeah that's who i was gonna go with and then i remembered my homer homer roos here and i went daryl dawkins chocolate thunder that's a um, great one it's just he was a beast on the boards, broke a lot of backboards, played for the Sixers, won a title. That's my homer pick. So, um, 54, who you got? Erlacher, the only man who can be bald and grow hair after he retires. He's a, he, he's a miracle worker, man. Um, yeah, what probably one of the great top 10 linebackers of all time, uh, maybe even top five, depends on who you ask. Oh man, that might be a different show.
0: Do top position. uh i'll give you top 10 i don't know if i can go top five
1: yeah we'd have to get into it To we'd have to really <laughs> yeah. dive into that because we'd have to separate it from middle linebacker to outside
0: yeah
1: oh that's a good one i want goose gossage all-time okay. name uh classic closer just kind of dominated baseball in the 70s 80s um and i just like the name a lot goose gossage mm-hmm. They listed him on like all the websites. I saw his Rich Gossage. I was like, "No, that's not his fucking name." Don't <laughs> get out of here. Don't patronize me. Get out of here with that. Um,
0: Fifty-five. Who you got? Uh, Larry Murphy, Hall of Fame defenseman. Um, Twenty-three seasons in the NHL. Retired as the fifth highest scoring defenseman of all time in two thousand one.
1: Okay. Okay. I went uh, Oral Hershiser, former pitcher for the Dodgers. Um, World Series MVP – or not World Series – World Series champion, NLSI Young winner. Um, also, a little fun fact and a little tie it back to me because this is also a homer pick. He played high school baseball with my uncle. My uncle was his catcher. Nice. Yeah, you so, got to go with him then. So a little, a little tied all together. All together. Oral Hirschiger. Um 56, I think, were unanimous. I'll let you talk about him.
0: Lawrence Taylor, quite possibly – the scariest human being to ever play football, ten-time um, Pro Bowl selection, uh, two Super Bowls, um, NFL Defensive Player of the Year three times. I mean, that's that's just a great resume for any position. Possibly top five linebackers, right there. Also, um, easily. So you gotta go. You gotta go. LT at fifty six.
1: Yeah. I agree. I mean, also a great cameo in the water boy. Um, completely unrelated, but, mm-hmm. um, f- 57, who you got? We agree here. Uh, K-Rod. K-Rod. Okay. Yeah. Francisco Rodriguez, six time all-star world series champ, uh, three time saves leader, 62 saves in the season, still record. F- it felt like he was one of those guys where he came in the game and it was over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so 57, that's a unanimous. 58, who you got? I think, uh, I think Jack 58 Lambert were unanimous. Yep. Jack Lambert, member of the Steel Curtain, four-time Super Bowl champ.
0: Nine-time terrifying. Pro Bowler out of his 11 seasons, won four titles. Won some of the best defenses to ever do it. Amazing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> also just a terrifying man.
0: 58-59 um, might be taken over by the Jacks.
1: Yeah, Jack Ham, the other linebacker for the uh, Steelers. <laughs> there, four-time Super Bowl champ again. Yep. Um, not tough. Not, not yeah, two easy picks there. Uh, also, very thin pickings at those numbers for all yeah. time. <laughs> this is we're getting into it here, folks. We're getting into where you got to start digging deep or just going with the first guy you see. I think we dipped on sixty
0: though, Mike. I went home. I think
1: I did too. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. <laughs> So I got Otto Graham, um, which is wild because he wore 60 at quarterback, but whatever.
1: <laughs> I wish quarterbacks could still wear 60. That would be so awesome.
0: Ben Roethlisberger would be the perfect 60.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: geez. Just a good, he played old, yep, he played all 10 years of his NFL career with the Browns, um, won three NFL championships – and for a-, 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 a FC uh, championships um, and his numbers retire with the Browns. So a little bit of Homer, I mean, also a great, just a great player, but um, your 60 is pretty good too.
1: Yeah. I went, I went Homer. I went concrete, Charlie, Chuck Benarik, the last true Iron Man and two way player in the NFL played safety or not safety. Wow. Center and wow. defensive line. Um, Super, uh, NFL champ in 1960 his hands are absolutely mangled and he has that iconic photo standing over Frank Gifford that looks like it's straight out of a gladiator match um, but yeah two great picks I knew where we were each of us were going because two homer picks there um, 61 who you got
0: I'm Josh Beckett at 61
1: <laughs> all right World Series MVP with the Marlins.
0: Yep. You went Played with the Red Sox.
1: Yep. And then won another
0: title in two
1: thousand seven. But oh Going back to your rule, he wore nineteen with the Red Sox.
0: Oh, uh, fuck that. <laughs> I give I give up on my rule. I can't do it anymore.
1: It's hard in these sixties, man. Do it it anymore.
0: Just give me somebody.
1: Alright, I went curly culp. <laughs> <laughs> all pro all name lineman. team. <laughs> yeah all name team all, all pro lineman with right. the chiefs hall of famer super bowl four champ that's about all i got on that one <laughs> um you for 62 62 i went homer i went jason kelsey
0: okay
1: one of the outside of Chuck eric probably the greatest center in eagles history um was a fifth round draft pick turned into like a six-time all pro Heart and soul of the Eagles offense has been just so steady and had one of the greatest post championship speeches of all time after Super Bowl 52. And I still get chills thinking about it.
0: Who you got? Um, so I went, I did a little bit of a dive on this one. I went Jim Langer, um,
1: also a center for
0: the Miami Dolphins, who was on their undefeated 1970s team. Um,. And then he was six-time Pro Bowler, uh, four-time All-Pro, and a member
1: of the 1970s All-Decade team. I'm going to be honest. I had him typed out, and then I was like, hold on. Did you? No, no, It's Jason Kelsey. Um, 63. Who you got? Gene Upshaw. Yep. We agree there. Nice. Three-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, AFL champ, the director of the NFLPA. They made some great strides under him. Uh, just all-time guy right there that's all. really all i had to say about it 64 i'm going um randall
0: mcdaniel just because he might have the greatest name of all time randall mcdaniel i don't know anything that he did i solely picked him because of his name
1: (laughs) that's one of those names that of like the creative players in backyard football (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're like i need to fill out my team let
1: me get pablo got, sanchez and randy mcdaniel no,
0: it's P- you got pete werner and uh randall mcdaniel <laughs> <laughs> pete werner's head's like four feet tall <laughs> yeah he's like
1: really stupid but really fast
0: so fast and he ran like his head flow back because it hits so much wall- like air resistance
1: yeah. Christ. i want jerry kramer Two-time Super Bowl champ with the Packers, five-time first-team All-Pro. Apparently, has one of the most famous blocks in NFL history in the Ice Bowl. I'll take so, your word sure. for it. What? Why not? Well, why not?
0: Um, I went um, Gary Zimmerman.
1: Um, Sixty-five. Yep. Give me give me a little bio on Gary
0: Zimmerman because I don't know who he is. He played for the Vikings and the Broncos. Uh, seven-time Pro Bowler. Um, Five-time All-Pro. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty solid. <laughs> he started in the USFL, which is cool too. So like his track to the NFL and um, to the Hall of Fame is just it's it's like uh, Reggie White and Steve Young. So it's just it's just interesting.
1: Yeah, I went. Elvin Bethea played his okay. whole career with the Oilers. Eight Pro Bowls. One hundred and five sacks asterisk because he played before sacks were. Uh... They started counting them. Yeah, so he played before then. So. <laughs> Which is just crazy. Like,
0: how do you not know? Just give some Cheeto eating loser. Just like. I'll all do the it. Tape. I'll do it. Shit. NFL Cheetos? NFL
1: films. Your office know, is right bro. across the street from mine. Just let me take my lunch breaks and watch old film. I'll count oh, sacks.
0: Yeah. I can do that. I can be that mistake.
1: Um, 66 we're in agreement with, but I don't like it. Although it's hard to argue. It's
0: Mario. Mario
1: Lemieux. Super Mario. If not the greatest hockey player of all time, number two or three. Um, It's just a shame that he played at the same time as Gretzky. Yeah. But still, all time. Um, And that
0: he was a penguin. You probably don't like that part. I fucking hate that. Uh, but
1: whatever. I'm over it. Um sixty-seven, who you got? You first. <laughs> all right, well Matt <laughs> finds a sixty seven. I'll go No, we with... have the same one. I just want to hear you say his name. <laughs> Bob Kuchenberg. Cooch, cooch. <laughs> cooch. Uh two time Super Bowl champ, two time all pro and was on the seventy two Dolphins that went undefeated. Uh offensive lineman. So yeah.
0: I Here think you're wrong at 68, by the way.
1: <laughs> you don't think Albert Pujols is the greatest 68 of all time?
0: I do not. This guy's no, still re- laying pipe, probably still playing hockey somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, the real answer is Yamir Yager. Um, Absolutely the real answer. And I can say that with a smile because he played for the Flyers for a year. So He played out. for everybody
0: for a year. <laughs> The, he's the greatest, stat,
1: greatest stat is when he got traded to the Panthers, his NHL career was longer than the Panthers' existence. <laughs> like He had been in the league like 23 years, and the Panthers were celebrating their 20th year.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Well,
1: and he's still got great hair, crushing it. I think he's playing in the Those KHL. Decks, man. Whatever. Probably. Good for him.
0: Where'd you go in the old 6'9"?
1: Uh, I went Mark Schlereth. So did I. Three-time Super Bowl champ. Um, slim Pickens. There. I mean, the other option was Jared Allen, but he never really won anything. Just had a lot of sacks.
0: Yeah, we we have the same one for seventy.
1: Sam Huff, Sammy five-time Huff. Pro Bowler. Yep. That's all I got on him.
0: I I couldn't put anybody above that though either. And nope, then we neither. have the same for seventy-one.
1: Walter Jones, one of the greatest left tackles in all of football.
0: Oh, not Evgeny Malkin. Oh, no. No, and maybe when it's all said and done, but not right now.
1: Yeah, Here I can't. And I just, day. I won't be able to give it to Gino. I can't.
0: He's
1: damn At good, though. He's, oh, he's damn really good. good. He's really good, but fuck him. Um, oh, okay. Seventy-two. You Who got Carlton. We got? You got Carl. You got Sir Carlton. Carlton? Yeah. I've got the 96 Bulls for winning <laughs> 72 games. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I've got uh you got too I've much got dance dancing you, though, over there, bud. Uh, I've got Carlton Fisk. Um, no, I want to give a shout-out. Uh, back up. I want to give a shout-out because when I did this with my Nova equipment workers, we ceremoniously gave the number 96 to the Bulls because we just – we were like, "Why not?" I mean, that was bef- that was the season before the Warriors won seventy three or something like that. So, still the greatest team Yeah, but they of didn't win. The,
0: they didn't win the NBA final that year.
1: Right, the Bulls. did. The
0: records got an asterisk next to it.
1: Yeah, don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. Exactly. The Bulls wore those shirts 3 a, a 3-1
0: lead. Months. Man, Warriors blew a three one lead. Yeah.
1: Um
0: seventy three. Who you got? Which might be the worst number. Of all numbers.
1: 73. 73? Okay. Do you I think, think we might hit one. I think a, like 79, 78 are pretty bad too.
0: By talent-wise, who wore those numbers? Or just that number is bad? Like I'm saying the number 73 is just an eyesore. I
1: don't think it's that bad. I think it depends on the team. Because fonts matter. Fonts do matter. Speaking of... You want to do we it got-
0: now? You want to do it now? The Dayton I, football jerseys for next year literally were just the most disgusting things I've ever seen.
1: Just terrible. They're not out for the public yet. so God, are they bad. Yeah, they're bad. So we'll leave it at that until they, do, until they release them. We'll do like a full deep dive into it, and I'll get real technical on it. But they're bad. So bad. Um, um, who you got for 73 Larry Allen. Sorry. Yeah. Seven Larry time all pro on the 1990s seasons
0: is crazy.
1: Yeah. he's on the all decade team for the 1990s and the two thousands. Yeah. Like that's just outstanding.
0: I think 74 and 75. We both, uh, actually, no, I don't think 75. We agree.
1: Who you got? 74. Um, where would my list go? Pull back up Google. I am. I'm typing. I've somewhere. got Merlin Olson. Merlin Olson, part of the Fierce Enforcement defensive line for the Rams. 15 consecutive Pro Bowls and 15 career seasons on the 1960s and 70s All-Decades team.
0: I actually and want Bob Lilly. 74.
1: Okay. Bob Lilly. Give me something on Bob. I got talk, nothing talk about other, than,
0: other than that, I just think he's better.
1: <laughs> Convincing.
0: I oh, am. Yeah. Hey. It's my list, Mike. It's not yours.
1: You're right. You're wrong. My list is right. But we'll put him out again. We'll get mm. some we'll get some hits. That's fine. Did you not oh. put
0: seventy five because he's a stealer?
1: No. I, w- I was between two on seventy five. So okay. you give me yours, and then I'll give my other one, because I me know who you're going with.
0: Mean Joe Green.
1: Because of the Coke ad.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: He's more memorable. Um, <laughs> I was between Deacon Jones and Mean Joe. They're both great. Um, I mean, Deacon, like Deacon Jones, was on the fearsome, foursome Rams teams. He kind of coined the term sack. He had that head slap move that was just. Devastating because those helmets were not safe back then. Um, But, I mean, you can't go wrong with either Deacon Jones or Mean Joe. Um, Two all-time classics.
0: Yeah, we kind of cruised through that.
1: Yeah, like we said, the pickings were slim, and the talent pool is not that deep. No, it is not. Um, No, sir. But we got 76 through 99 coming up. Those these will be fun. We're getting back into like, we're getting into good numbers again. We're
0: getting back into the heavy the heavy hitters,
1: the heavy hitters. The heavy. Um, Yeah, that's about all I got, Matt. What else you got for us?
0: Just excited. We got an interview tomorrow. Um, Some big stuff going on. Um,
1: (laughs) Took me a second. Had to get my calendar straight. I was like, wait a second. All the faces Um,
0: that. All the faces that my co-host just gave me, not putting his uh, calendar together.
1: Um, um, famously an audio medium, so nobody else gets to see those faces. So that's great. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> that's it. So we'll
0: be, we'll be blasting out our lists. We'll be blasting out probably a little bit of still some draft recap. Um, look to have our buddy back on uh, and try to get back into some college football talk here as well as the pros get trout back on and kind of go from there. So um,
1: we got a a bit of a different episode in the, in the can too for, for a later date where we talk about movies with two very close friends and former Dayton flyers. So that's a fun episode that we had. Um, Yeah. We're going to keep pushing out the content. Keep on, keep on trucking.
0: You really need to work on a sign off. I do too. I just say bye, but you need to we need to get a getty sign off.
1: <sighs> Drink that beer. I don't know. Oh my oh, god. All, awesome. right. All right. On
0: that note, I'm leaving. See ya.
1: See you guys.